0: Hi, cat.
1: Time for a story. It's that real shit show. Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can
0: go twice as high.
2: Let's get it on.
0: Take a look uh. in a book. Uh, uh. Reading a rainbow. You think it's a game?
2: This is the first episode of Story Mode. It's a different podcast and the name of that will probably change too. Um, which is going to be under the Who's Next podcast channel for now. Uh, I might kick this off as a separate podcast. I talked about it before, like I wanted to, but um, we'll see how it goes. It's a lot of work to build these stories up. Uh, this is mostly me researching and writing stories in my own words of video games that I find you know interesting and have good stories to tell. Uh, many video games are more. Than, uh what I find like the gun violence or the repetitive nature of games can be sometimes. Like, it's not just, you know, a Tetris thing or a shooting thing. Like, some of these games have stories to tell that can be interesting and you can get involved with. So, I imagine not everybody has played every game with a story to tell. And even if you have, maybe this podcast could be an interesting way of you reliving that without you know, going back to a game and replaying it through. Uh, But I do encourage you do that. I mean, these stories are not going to be done the justice they deserve by me uh, because I'm going to do it with some humor and stuff. And like, I'm not going to be able to recreate what the video game creates, the experience of playing and experiencing the story the way it was originally crafted by the people who made it. But uh, I hope you enjoy what I have here. It's something I've been excited about. And uh, let's get it started. Uh, I wanted to go with Max Payne uh, first because Max reminds me of my favorite Marvel Marvel Comics character, excuse me, The Punisher. Uh, Max loses his wife and kids to crime, like The Punisher. Uh, but where they differ is Max stays working with the police. Uh, he becomes a DEA agent and he starts to get into these different crime syndicates, trying to figure out who's responsible for peddling the drugs. Max's story is specifically focused on the revenge of, you know, stopping what was responsible for his family's death, his wife and his daughter. Uh, Punisher, his family dies, but not only does he get his revenge, but then he just takes it upon himself to be a mission to just murder everybody that's a criminal, a bad guy. Uh, Max, we see once he accomplishes his goal, he spirals out in the life of drugs and alcohol abuse. They kind of get into that in the third Max Payne game. Uh, where, you know, Punisher keeps his fix killing people. Uh, both of these characters grab my attention because I'm attracted to characters that kind of live in the mud. Uh, they are a few more relatable than someone like Superman, you know. Uh, Max Payne's story revolves around drugs, gangs, and conspiracy. But a couple things to note. <clears throat> Some elements of this story are silly because the video game design uh, there's an absurd amount of random phone calls and notes found that help fill in the gaps of the story and move the plot forward uh so much so you can make a dr- drinking game out of this and every time i say max finds a letter or you know max received the phone call and it's not a cell phone call it's like pay phones you know like whatever uh drink you know you'll be drunk by the end of the episode also, there's a lot of uh, name drops of characters, but we get little explanation for. I try to point some of this out for humor throughout um, in different parts. Some of it might not even get called to the next episode. So, you know, listen to this one, then you can listen to part two, and there's some callbacks. Also, uh, I cut all the dialogue clips so you can hear the voice actors bring the story to life instead of me. I wanted to use them because most of the voices are kind of funny with the bad cliche New York accents and stuff. So I hope you enjoy. Max Payne is a third person shooter video game developed by Remedy Entertainment and published by Gathering of Developers in July 2001 for Microsoft Windows. Ports were created later uh, in the year by PlayStation 2, Xbox, Xbox, And the Game Boy Advance. Not by, but for. (laughs) But they were published by Rockstar Games. One of the defining qualities of the game was a bullet time mechanic where the player could slow down time to kill multiple enemies and avoid damage from gunfire with a simple dive. And that was kind of cool to see. Uh, This crime noir type story, this conspiracy, and you play through it, and it gives this John Woo kind of feel. Of you know slow motion gun fights and stuff like that, so uh, it definitely was a good game. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, and it did get pretty decent critical uh, acclaim. The story takes place in 2001 when the game was actually released, but there's a flashback to 1998. Uh, Max was the NYPD detective. NYPD detective, excuse me. That after the murder of his family, transfers to the DEA our story picks up with max standing on top of a skyscraper as police arrive in a beautiful spectacle that your current gin system could create
0: standby 1010. 10, 10 investigate a reported disturbance at acer plaza 10-foot dispatcher verify address it's acer plaza repeat acer plaza
1: Assault
2: in progress at Plaza. Repeat an assault in progress. In Tarantino fashion, we flash back to where it all began and how Max ended up on that bloody skyscraper. In nineteen ninety eight, when Max is an NYPD detective, shitting rainbows as the American dream has come true for him. He has a nice house, beautiful wife and baby. What could be better?
3: But dreams have a nasty habit of going bad when you're not
2: looking. Max walks into his home. He calls out for his family. Michelle, honey, anybody home? He's looking for the response of his beautiful wife and the cries of his baby wanting their father's attention. Max's heart drops at the sight of a syringe in the letter V spray painted on his wall. As he walks around a dream, quickly deteriorating into a nightmare. A phone rings.
3: Listen, someone's broken into my house. Call 911.
4: Is this the Payne residence?
3: Yes, someone's broken into my house. They're still here. You have to... Good.
4: I'm
0: afraid I cannot help you.
3: Who is this? Hello?
2: Mass continues up to the second floor of his home where he hears screams he opens the door to his baby girl's room and finds two men over his daughter's lifeless body he guns them down quickly then moves into his bedroom where he kills one more man over his wife's dead body after the action stops the reality of the nightmare crashes down on max
1: No, 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 God, no, please, Michelle. Oh,
2: baby. This was three years ago. Now we speed up to 2001. But before we first see Max on the skyscraper, he has taken a job with the DEA investigating the drug dealers who supplied his family's murderers. The junkies were high on a new drug, Valkyr. Max has been working the Valkyr case, and two months ago he got a break. Jack Lapino, a mob boss in the Poncinello crime family, was trafficking. Max went undercover in the worst mafia family in New York. He has slowly worked making small time connections to the big fish, getting close to the source of the drugs. Max got a call from BB, one of his DEA colleagues. BB here. Something urgent has come up with Jack Lapino. You need
3: to meet with Alex immediately at the Roscoe Street Station.
2: BB and Alex were Max's only two contacts in the DEA. He hadn't had a face-to-face with Alex since they started. Alex was Max's handler and best friend since Max was in the NYPD years ago. Outside the snow was coming down hard, the worst blizzard in New York's history, and Max had to run around New York's subway systems to meet a contact. That didn't stop him from catching the train to Roscoe Street Station to meet Alex. The whole ride there, he couldn't shake the feeling that something was wrong. Mistake! A short walk around the empty station led Max to find a trail of blood that led to a dead transit police officer in the bathroom. Yeah, something was wrong. Mistake! While looking for Alex, Max runs into some thugs and all-around bad guys that he makes short work of. He finds himself in the middle of a big crime operation. Mobsters working for Jack Lupino are attempting a bank robbery. The kill count increases exponentially as he continues to kill everyone involved in typical video game fashion. Max takes a few dozen shots, but quickly recovers by using an inordinate amount of painkillers. That's fucking smart. Max finds his way from the subway to the bank the mobsters were trying to rob. There he finds what they were after. Acer Corporation Bonds. Before Max can make any sense of this, he leaves before he is caught at the wrong place at the wrong time, but not before intercepting a call from the police.
3: We come to you now live from the crime scene. Who is this? Right back at you. This is Deputy Chief Jim Bravora from the NYPD. You were to cease your criminal activities and surrender immediately. Sure thing, Jim. Me and the boys have been talking and everyone's real sorry. They'll never do it again. Who the hell is this?
2: Making it back to the subway, Max finally finds Alex.
1: Hold it, Max! Jesus, you almost gave me a heart attack! I nearly shot you.
2: Alex, i glad to see you.
1: What the hell's going
3: on? There are more corpses here than at the city morgue. It's an armed robbery. A tunnel job straight through the Roscoe Bank vault through the old station wall. Is this why? This is Lapino's gig. This is Lapino's doing. Lapino's men. Really? You sure know how to pick a place. Can you get through? No, it's locked. We got to get out of here. If it's Lapino, it's- Alex? Alex!
2: Alex now is murdered by a mysterious assassin right in front of Max. Alex is one of two people that know Max is undercover. Hopefully, nothing happens to BB and he's on the up and up. Foreshadowing. The only person that could be behind Alex's murder, is Lupino. Max knows that Lupino ran his racket of sex, drugs, and contract killers from a sleazy hotel in a slum block of tenants. Lupino thought he could take Alex out and leave Max to take the fall. Lupino had gained Max's undivided attention. The hotel, a name that cost many hours of brain power to come up with, is what you'd expect from a mobster's hotel of operations. Prostitutes and mob douchebags out front with the lights barely keeping the sign visible in the winter night. Max walked in calm, keeping it straight like he always does when he comes here. Cause he probably always comes here. The place was run by a couple of shark smiling psychos, the Finito brothers.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the pain in the butt. Painted a max.
2: You're
3: killing me. you make that up yourselves or you get some wine out downstairs to come up with it? Don't answer that—a rhetorical question. I got something for the boss. Lupino around?
0: That kind of depends on who's asking, a friend or a junk squad plan. The don't answer. It's one of them. Uh, how do you put it? Uh, rhetorical questions. Lupino ain't here, but he said bye.
2: Max's cover had been blown, and the door shut behind him. Time for a boss fight. <laughs> brothers were standing behind twin desks, which they flipped while firing their pistols. It's a small room with not much cover. Max then puts into place his famous bullet time mechanic that allows him to dive forward in slow motion, dodging the gunfire and taking them both out with his dual Berettas. Max looks around and finds a letter. There you go. Drink. It's from Gogniti. Max has met Lupino only one time all other dealings with Lupino have been through his right-hand man, Vinny Gogniti. Gogniti is a high-strung whiner, always on the verge of breaking apart. He was smart, but he did not have the balls to do what needed to be done, always falling short. When that happened, he'd beat up underage addicts or call girls because, you know, that's the best way to make yourself feel good.
1: Oh, oh. We are excited, aren't we? The V-deal goes down at your hotel. Jack's exact words, quote. Vinny, you're in charge of this one, unquote. Rico Muerte is coming to see you through. Anything goes wrong and everybody's gonna get dead. Goes double for you. Treat this guy real good. Anything he wants, you give him. Don't screw this up or you're finito, finitos.
2: A V deal was happening at this hotel. Max hadn't noticed any beefed up security walking in, but it doesn't mean it's non-existent. Also, Rico Muerte is involved. He's no finito. He's a straight killer. A savage that other mobsters fear. 313 was scribbled in the notes margin. That must be where Rico is at. I'm making some sweet mula with Uncle Rico. Max leaves this room with the dead Finito brothers. He begins to search different rooms of the hotel, looking for any clues of the video going down or morte. Illuminated hearts above the most disgusting bed mattresses you can find fill most of the rooms. Lupino's prostitutes need to unionize. In one of the rooms, Max finds a diary of someone named Candy, because we need character development. It reads,
4: Had talks with the mystery hag over the phone again, sent to the latest one-eyed Alfred tape. As long as the hag keeps paying for the tapes, the old man could come every day for all I care. Further
2: inspection of the room leads to the discovery of a hidden camera. The diary makes sense now candy as a side hustle in adult films. Definitely important information that comes back in a big way. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. In another room, the TV is on and Max hears this. You could probably drink whenever you hear that too. It happens a lot.
4: At this conference today, the mayor stated that Valkyr represents a clear danger to New York and called for drastic actions to eliminate the problem. On today's top story, The Valkyr crisis worsens with the murder of DEA Special Agent Alex Balder. Special Agent Balder had been shot repeatedly from a point-blank range. The gunman has been identified as Max Payne. The noose is sure to tighten around this fugitive criminal, as more NYPD units join the search to apprehend him.
2: Somehow Max has been fingered for Alex's murder. That's one way to get famous. Max makes his way into the boiler room of the hotel. Why a boiler room? I'm not sure. It was in the game. It kind of looked like a boiler room, so I'm going to call it that. Whatever. A dead man tied to a chair lays there with a bloody baseball bat next to him. Next to that is a comic strip of Captain Baseball. Half to like a killer with a sense of humor. Up from the boiler room, Max heads into a lobby area. The doors in front of him say bar. Double doors on his left have voices coming out of them. Max chooses the voices door first and unloads a fury of bullets on the people behind the door. It looks like a meeting room with a large table in the middle of an otherwise empty room. On the table are, in typical mob movie fashion, briefcases filled with money and drugs, which in this case, Valkyrie. Max leaves out of here feeling accomplished with all the lives he has taken so far, and into the bar he goes for a victory drink. He opens the door, and what do you know? Max stumbles on Myrte getting a blowjob from none other than porn star, diary writing extraordinaire, Candy. Great stripper name.
1: Two mad dog killers, ready to murder each other. They step into the next room, and I'm thinking, now they're gonna do it. Mm mmm. But no, they sit down in front of a TV and solve their differences with the kung fu fighting video game. I tell you, Candy, I was so depressed I strangled them both with the video game cables.
4: Oh, Rico, you're so bad.
2: I am, ain't I? Mmm, mmm. Boss fight. Max pulls his weapon and slow-mo bullet times his way out of the bar, firing as he falls back. Rico and Candy return fire as three more men run in to help. Yes, Candy is a gangster. Max catches the wall for cover, keeping Rico and his men at bay. Since this is a video game, out of Max's pocket appears a malt of cocktail that Max had in his inventory. How is this possible? That's a
4: good question.
2: But it will go unanswered as Max throws the lit bottle behind the bar, lighting Rico and Candy on fire. Another bullet time leap forward with a couple well-placed shots takes out the other three guys. Oh, John Woo, you'd be so proud. Max's work is done, and he has no answers. But he didn't stop a drug deal, so that's something, right? Upon leaving, Max stumbles on an antique switchboard in the back room of the reception area. It still works. And it's not hard to imagine pimps listening in on their girls working clients over for every last dime they had. So, since Max had loads of time to kill with everyone dead in the hotel, he gives it a whirl and takes a listen. This is what he hears. Boss, I Max He killed. Are you freaking kidding me? He's just one lousy cop.
1: You better be. What's the problem? Hello? Answer me.
2: Hello? It's now time for business. Done with the hotel, Max moves on to Lapino's tenement buildings. This is home to a liquor store, pawn shop, laundromat, all filled with mobster bookies and loan sharks because this is a video game and we need more people for Max to kill. However, as soon as he made it to Lapino's hangout, a bomb went off. As the flames grew in intensity, Max saw suspicious all-black Mercedes Benz drive by nice and slow, like there wasn't a raging inferno yards away from it. Looking into the passenger window, Max made out who was behind the bombing. Vladimir, the head of the local Russian mob. Max is in the middle of a mob war. Another bomb exploded inside. Max runs in trying to capitalize on the confusion and fear of the goons in the building, risking getting caught by any more possible explosions. Max had to be fast, as the cops will be on their way. He begins his climb, now technically a mass murderer, but the newspapers he passed are only concerned about the DEA agent he didn't kill, Alex. While drudging through another mountain of dead bodies, the phone rings, conveniently moving the plot in a different direction. Yes, phones are ringing all over the place since Max visit. As in 2001, he had no access to a cell phone. So how else do you move the plot forward but with random mysterious phone calls and conveniently placed letters? Am I speaking to Mr. Payne? Who wants to know? My name is Alfred Wooden. You must hurry. The police are on their way.
3: Tell me something I don't know. They know you're there. How? Oh. and what's it to you? I will contact you again.
2: The cops arrived. Max had to move quick. He had a few minutes before SWAT was organized and ran into the building. Just as he about to leave the mysterious phone call, the megaphone blares an important message from Deputy Chief Jim Bravera. Max Payne,
3: this is Deputy Chief Jim Brevera from the NYPD. Drop your weapons and come out with your hands above your head.
2: Max ignores Jim and continues on his mission to find Lupino. While Max was looking in empty rooms and shooting bad guys, he began to wonder, how did this war start? Oh wait, a letter. Gogniti left one that explained everything.
1: After I hit, the Russian has only a couple of guns left and they can be bought. There's no freaking way he has the guts to try anything after that.
2: Gogniti was his usual self, all talk and no walk, thinking he can just hit the Russians and they wouldn't hit back. But the Russians hit back with the boom max gets detoured by more explosions that take out the steps to where he thinks lapino is to get to lapino he will have to navigate the fire escape of this slum apartment complex and get to the roof of an adjacent building max gets through this with ease but not before hearing more news of his escapades.
4: new york city is in crisis tonight with reports of valkyrie related gang war in the streets of the bronx apparently max payne wanted for questioning in connection with the slaying of a DEA special agent earlier tonight, is waging a one-man war against his former partners in crime. Among the list of casualties so far are notorious Mafia members Joey and Virgilio Finito, as well as Rico Muerte, himself a fugitive from the law, and a suspect for several murders in the Chicago area. The NYPD has been placed on full alert, a citywide APB has been put out on max Deputy Chief Jim Rivera has promised to take whatever steps necessary to bring him to justice. What those steps may be remains to be seen. For CNN TV News, this is Kira Silver.
2: Finally, Max made it back around to the original building he was in on the top floor and runs into none other than Lupino's right-hand man and the cause of the raging mob war, Gogniti. Another dead end for Max, no Lupino. but. Maybe Gagniti knows where Lapino is.
1: Pain? Freaking fed. I knew from day one there was something screwy about you. What do you think you're doing? You're a freaking cop. You ain't got squad on us. You can't just come in here waving your piece like it meant something. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh God, you shot me. Ah. You're dead, Pain. What the hell are you waiting for, you apes? Kill him. Kill him. With pleasure, boss.
2: Gagniti ran like the coward he is, and a few of his goons came to his aid. Max flipped the table nearby in the room he confronted Gagniti in and used it as cover. Max used a shotgun in his inventory cache to make short work of these henchmen. After the gunfight, Max sees another letter.
1: Jack's gone voodoo. Just the other night, he shot Dino because he wanted to see what his brains looked like splattered on the wall. He's a freaking mad dog. We're running out of men. That business fast.
2: Lupino has gone psycho, and Gogniti is scared. It's okay, Max thinks. He'll be dead soon. Max gives chase through the slums of the roof. He pulls his gun, but needs Gogniti alive. Gogniti is on the edge of the roof, not sure what to do until a train passes by, which seems to be in jumping distance. Gogniti, for not having balls, jumps off the roof onto the passing-by train max is not letting him get away and so he does the same this is Max's second train ride of the night this one is less comfortable with the icy wind of the ongoing blizzard feeling like razor blades across his face in the background max can still hear the sirens blaring yes this is a night that's not even close to being done once the train slowed down Gogniti makes his move and jumps onto another rooftop Max follows suit, trying to catch up. Gogniti turned to take a couple shots, but couldn't hit Max no matter how hard he tried. The ongoing snowstorm worked as Max's guardian angel. Max started gaining ground, and Gogniti ran into one of the buildings, making his way back to ground level. As Max enters the building, he passes by a window. Just then, a light flashes through and Max hears the sounds of a helicopter and a voice telling him to stop. This is going to be harder than he thought. Max runs down to the bottom floor after Gogniti, but is met by his goons. How they knew he was there, I'm not sure, but this is a video game and Max needs more people to shoot. After getting his kill count, over the 100 mark by now possibly. Max catches up to Gogniti in a back alleyway and shoots him. The shot wasn't meant to kill, and it didn't. Max needs information. Where's Lupino?
1: Screw you! Bad
2: start, Vinny. Ah!
1: Police brutality!
3: I rate pretty high on that. You, you,
1: you, you can't just hurt me in cold blood?
3: Uh, Just keep telling yourself that. Listen, good candy man. I'm not gonna be anybody's fall guy. I wanna know where your boss is hiding. There was no glory in this. I hadn't asked for this crap. Trouble had come to me in big, dark swarms. The good and the just were like gold dust in the city. I had no illusions. I was not one of them. I was no hero. Just me and the gun and the crook. My options had decreased to a singular course.
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you, just don't hurt me no more. Lupinos at Ragnarok, the nightclub. Book me, take me home whole minute to freaking jail, just don't harm
3: me. Your rights will be ready at your funeral.
2: Ragnarok, Lupino's nightclub, is an old theater built into a den of drug heads and stone cold killers. The place had a gothic theme to it now, starting from bondage and getting much more sick and twisted from there. Most of these guys are probably tuned up on Valkyr, making them fearless. This will be much more challenging than running into a hotel guns blazing. Or maybe the exact same thing. The lights on the sign flickered just like the lights on the hotel sign. Lupino should invest in an electrician. Walking inside, Max was met with someone's light reading laying on the table. Max gives it a look over and sees the title, The Age of Murder and Storm. Looking at the blurb on the back, The book is about Norse mythology and the coming of Ragnarok, which is the end of the Viking world with a terrible winter that covers the earth in ice. Seems fitting that this book be here on this cold winter night when Max's world is slowly falling apart. Walking past the table in the entrance, Max moves into the main lobby that still has the echoes of a concession stand from his theater's days. The place looks like crap with graffiti all over the worn out walls. Two goons having a drink behind a bar that used to make a killing selling Twizzlers went for their weapons as soon as they saw Max. They move quick and must have been the few that have not lost their minds to Valkyr. Too bad they're the first to die. A simple finger movement has them visiting Valhalla for eternity. (laughs) Looking around the bar area, Max moves over to a few oddly placed bookshelves in a small sitting area with a pentagram painted on the floor. Books from the occult the shelves. Necronomicon, Witchcraft, Paradise Lost. Old exotic titles like Malus Maleficrum and De Umbrarum Regni Novem Portis. I don't know what the fuck those are, That's my only shot I'm taking trying to say that shit. No, there you go. Basically, it's any stereotypical book that means the reader loves Satan. You know, some shit like that. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Max makes his way out of the creepy bar called library thing through the backstaging area of the old theater. This leads to a room that was Lupino's old inner sanctum. Candles lit all over the place, some scented giving the room a sweet, nauseating smell. A large pentagram on the floor marks the spot, with dead bodies scattered around the circle. In the corner of the room, Max spots with his eagle eyes a letter from Poncinello reaffirming what Gogniti said about Lupino. Lupino is losing it, and if he didn't shape up, Poncinello was sending the trio to take care of him. The trio was the Don's notorious henchmen. On the other side of the room were notes written by Lupino.
3: Yep,
2: his notes were a lot of that. Walking past the inner sanctum was the main stage. Looks like Lupino's sanctuary was an old back room to the theater. Max stands on the theater stage that entertained so many people before. Now the only entertainment is seen with a hit of Valkyr. Lupino walks down the row of chairs in theatrical fashion, definitely higher than the angels he's rebelling against.
1: I have tasted the flesh of fallen angels.
0: I've tasted the devil's green blood. It runs in my veins. I've seen beyond the world of skin, the architecture of blood and bone arrow. Death is coming!
3: She is coming, and hell follows with her. This is the twilight winter. I am ready to be her son. (laughs) <laughs> her time is now, and all who stand in her way must
0: die!
2: <laughs> Boss fight. Lupino is the guy. Max has been chasing since being framed for Alex's murder at the train station. The build-up of Max finally having his showdown with Lupino and five other guys hyped up on V. Should be epic, but a couple bullets, Molotov cocktail, we're done here. Originally it had an epic fight written in here, but it wasn't very representative of what the game delivers. Uh, My brother brought that to my attention and I thought he was right on that, so I decided to keep it true to what the game offers you, which isn't really much in the way of boss fights. Most bosses in the game are just bullet sponges. Max puts his gun away and takes a deep breath, but before Max can gather his thoughts together, he hears someone behind him. He turns to see a beautiful woman with a gun pointed in his face.
0: I think he's dead already. But dead or not, you've got the wrong guy.
3: Lisa Punchinello. Lisa Puccinello was the Don's wife.
0: Mona Sachs. Lisa's evil twin.
3: Your safety's off, evil twin. You might hurt someone with that gun of yours.
0: Lisa's the damsel in distress. I'm the professional. I'd blow you away without batting an eye.
3: Sure. And you can check out my credentials splattered all over this joint.
0: Jack couldn't have framed you. Not the state he was in. We're after the same slime bag. Angelo Quincinello's the one who murdered your friend and framed you with it. You know this for a fact. I've got my
3: sources. I don't have a clue these days. I just shoot them as they come. Who put a contract on the
0: Archfiend? This one's mine. I hate the guts of that sadistic wife-beater. Why not pool our bullets for this one?
3: I thought you'd never ask. My finger was starting to twitch.
0: How do you like your whiskey?
3: I'm easy. As long as you don't try to slip me a Mickey.
0: You're a real angel, Max.
3: It was good stuff. Tasted sweet as honey going
0: down. Nothing personal. Can't risk you going berserk and getting Lisa killed.
2: That's it, guys. um I think I had to record this two three times. The second time was part way before I caught it, but I kept having recording issues. I pray to God when I go back on this that my recordings are good, but um if you enjoyed it, let me know. Send me an email who's next g e at gmail.com um let me know. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Go to our website, who's next Uh, you can see the other podcasts we have and the cooking show. We have links to everything. Um, you can find our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram links. It's Who's Next Gaming or Who's Next G E. You can type those things in. You should find us. We'll pop up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's where I typically live at. So Uh, drop me a line, let me know what you think, if you like it, Uh, I'll try and maybe make these a little more frequent, and you know, if not, it's cool, Uh, there's some E3 prediction talk that will probably be coming out alongside this episode, so you get a little bit of this, and you know, get some E3 talk along with it, Uh, thanks for listening.